Garage fam, welcome back to another NASCAR race recap. We're going to be talking about the Enjoy Illinois 300 race weekend in St. Louis, Missouri, or Madison, Illinois, whichever you, you want to call it. Uh, or Portlandia. Or Portlandia. Yeah, shout out. We can pickle that. It's a great time. So Portland and St. Louis, two cities that could not be any more different from one another uh, if you tried and, uh, we'll, we'll talk about all of the things that went down this weekend in, uh, Illinois and Missouri, half and half, uh, the city we'll talk about the Hooters weekend. There was a lot of big Hooters energy. And then of course, we're going to talk about the races that happened, including, uh, the, the enjoy Illinois 300, which we thought might be a snoozer ended up not being a snoozer at all. Ended up being uh, a, a pretty damn good race to be honest. So yeah. Dale Tanhart, you're yeah. with me and at me garage guy. Obviously we have to, I got to start out saying, I can't believe I want to cut bet. It has been a tough stretch. You've been hot. We both, uh, we kind of, we kind of matched this weekend for the first time in a minute and both had Joey Logano to win. And he did it for us. Came in clutch here at the end. I tweet about it. We talk about it. Not we just talk Logano about guy. your excitement. Not the biggest Logano guy, but God damn it, I love it when he wins me money. And he's done it a couple times this year now. So shout out to Joseph L for uh or I'm happy. I like the, look, I like the nickname. I've been seeing this name going around. So we're calling it it's it's Gen 7. The race car is this this season is the start of the Gen 7 season. But it cannot help that I love the nickname Next Gen Joe. Next gen Joe. Joe. Next gen Joe is killing it right now. And hey, it's Gen Seven. He started P seven. Yeah. Signs. There you go. Yep. Yep. So shout out to Joe. Next gen Joe for getting the job done for the Garage Fam. There was a lot of Garage Fam that was on Joey, so we loved love to see that. And yeah, no, it was uh, we 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 got one right together, and it feels good to be back in the win column on the Cup side because it has been. Very, very frustrating at times throughout the season, but it's we're still treading along super well. Yeah, it was it was exciting because I know that where we were standing, we were actually outside of the track when this happened. So a lot of you that saw the celebration video, I had no idea that Dale was even filming uh, when this happened. I thought this was just like just happening. I didn't even see the phone in his hand. And once you once I watched the video, I could see why I didn't see the phone in his hand. But uh yeah, it was uh, it, it was hilarious watching you just spear like charge me like some like crazy like uh, you know war, warlord from like the the old days. You just ah just coming at me, and, and I well, knew yeah. immediately, and it was great. It and was I, such I a range. It. it was such a range of emotions, and we'll get into detail about the entire race. But you guys saw how that race ended. I thought Kyle Busch had it won, and then the caution came out when Harvick hit the wall, and then. Kyle Busch took the lead going into turn one with a slide job and Logano, or I'm sorry, it was vice versa. Logano took the lead turn one slide job. Kyle got him back, does his own slide job and Logano played it perfectly. He backed the corner down, let Kyle Busch go in the corner way too hard. And Logano had an incredible exit off of turn four, took the lead, cut into the white, cleared him. And that was it. I mean, and, and if there was one con about this race, we'll get the bad out of the way before we talk about all the good, the one bad thing was on restarts, whoever got the lead was basically gone. And that's something NASCAR has got to work on with this car. 
and with this racetrack when we come back here next year, because I'm sure we will be back uh, after seeing all the, all the good things that happened at St. Louis, but the guy that took out that, that took off, took the lead on restarts was very, very difficult to pass. And that's when I, after all that drama, high pressure, hands on the head, just sweating out the potential Logano losing, finishing second, another second place finish, seeing him do that, take the lead, head to the white flag, just knew it was over. I knew he had it. So we believe in next gen Joe. It was great. Joe is the man. Uh, we go ahead and get, want to give a big shout out to Hooters, the, the entire Hooters family that was in St. Louis this week. If you didn't notice, uh, the uh, the neon owl car uh, they, doesn't have a name yet, so we could possibly name this thing, Dale. Um, you know, I thought that, they called it Tropic Thunder. They they do not apparently. I I, I talked to our guys uh, about it, and it just just it does not have like a true nickname yet. So. We, we, we have to get to work on this. I feel like if there's anybody that's going to nickname this car, it's got to be us at this point because we had a fantastic weekend with Hooters and just want to say huge thanks to all of the amazing people that work at Hooters, one of the best partners that we could ever ask for, uh, just always there, always willing to help, and, and it just makes working with them so great. And they love us, we love them, and all the Garage fam knows to go eat at Hooters and a lot of the garage fam, if not all should be all the garage fam should love Hooters and, uh, and be using our promo code garage guys uh, to save $10 on any order of $30 or more when ordering from the Hooters app or from order.hooters.com for any to go order. You know, you, if you, if you weren't at the race this weekend, you wanted to eat at home and watch the race on your television, you, you could have used promo code garage guys, got it to go. Or maybe you wanted to go into the restaurant and watch the race or, or just any other random day of the year. And, uh, and, and Dale, how, how, do, how does the Garage fam do that to save money? Yeah, you tell, you tell them Don and Dale sent you. All you got to do is tell your waitress about promo code Garage Guys, and you can save $10 on any dining order, $40 or more. Just tell your waitress. Tell your Hooters girl about promo code Garage Guys, and she will hook you up. Save $10 on any dine-in order, $40 or more. Valid is redeemable at HOA locations. And the offer is for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. So, hey, remember, you can you can use this for merchandise in-store. Really, really cool deal right there. So I think there's a kicker there that, that's, that's important to note. Great food, print. merchandise, non-alcoholic beverages. Save $10. Just tell your waitress. She'll take care of it. Just tell her about Garage Guys, and she's got you. So, That's it. So I, I feel like, yeah, Dinadale, Captain Carryout, uh, it we. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that maybe uh, starting off this show, obviously, we, we told you what we're going to dive into. Uh, starting off this show, just kind of talking about the weekend with Hooters, all the things that we got to do, I think is a great starting point, kind of exploring the city a little bit. Uh, for anybody that has never been to uh, Gateway, to the track itself, um, be prepared for traffic because infrastructure is not 100% there yet. Uh, they, they have a lot to work on around the track as far as uh, making sure cops don't block roads five hours after uh, a race is over. I got held up by a train during the Xfinity race, and I missed pretty much all of what I've been told is the greatest Xfinity race on road that ever happened so far in life, maybe. It was, um, it was good. I, I don't know. 
stage two is arguably the craziest stage in the history of NASCAR. Just say that. But why don't we start with trucks? You talk about getting held up by a train. Uh, start of the weekend, getting my money in my bank account held up by the truck series. Yeah. And that was a disappointment. But that was a good race. Trucks always usually put on a pretty pretty solid race. Oh, and uh, thoughts go out to Carson Hosevar, who at this moment we're still not sure what his status is. Had a really bad accident uh, at the end of that race. Hurt his leg really bad. Forgot uh, about that. Damn. Yeah, he's uh, still no – no detailed update about his condition or his status, but uh, thoughts go out to him. It reminds us that this is racing where you are not invincible. Anybody can get hurt at any given time. It's it's very possible, and it is a part, a natural part of auto racing. So, uh, Absolutely. Kind of like the, the Ryan Newman thing a couple of years ago. We kind of had got, gotten numb to the idea of people getting hurt or potentially killed. And then the Ryan Newman thing happened. It's like, Whoa, Holy shit. Like big slap in the this face can always happen. Yeah. And I think we really hadn't seen any, any bad accidents like this in, in the truck series and uh, kind of definitely got a glimpse and a reminder of that on uh, Friday or Saturday, I should say. So thoughts go out to host far. Hope he's doing okay. And hope he'll be back in the truck soon. Our favorite hat uh, guy for sure. But yeah, yeah. I, we, we watched this race at a Hooters uh, on Saturday. Um, just again, shout out to anybody that did show up, take pictures with the, the Hooters Chase Elliott car. Uh, had a great interview with Chase Elliott. If you haven't got to listen to that, please go check that out. It's on our YouTube page and it's right here on podcast platforms. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify right now, you can find it. Literally, it's the episode uh, right before this one. So definitely check that out. But uh, great start to the weekend doing our preview show at a Hooters location. Um, and, and just the great people, great staff, as always. But Saturday, it was really our first time in a long time watching a truck race at the restaurant itself. I think the last time we did that for a truck race was the first time that you and I ever hung out. And that was for Daytona whenever Ben Rose, Rose brought the bag. And we yeah. didn't even work oh, with leaders at that time. Pure electricity. Pure electricity on that one. But all comes full circle. This let's talk was, about the race. Yeah, this one was tough. We Chandler Smith was the top, was the top play. And rightfully so. I think he had the best truck. Gets taken out by Grant Enfinger with a super big genius Jimmy Neutron move <laughs> on like lap 80 and that kind of derailed his race and he still came back with some damage from the rear of the field and was there at the end and I was so mad about Corey Heim blocking which Corey Heim shout out won a second race of the season limited schedule with Kyle Busch trying to make a name for himself young talented guy I, man, at the time, I just thought it was such a bitch move to block your teammate all the way to the inside wall. I just always think that is a bitch move. And well, he blocked our bank account. That's the main he did. thing. That That's a big here. thing. Yeah, I, I had Chandler Smith top three on the card, but wasn't enough to to override the the fact that we did not get the winner on the betting card. Yeah, which Chandler Smith was a top play, like I said. And, I wish, you know, and shout out to, to C. Smith for racing him clean. I mean, he could have just punted him off into turn one and never looked back. But he raced him. He raced him respectfully, even though I feel like Corey kind of did not race him respectfully at all, like at all. And I know people, some people in the Discord disagree. It's hard to get accurate opinions in the Discord, even 
I can even say that about myself sometimes because <laughs> everybody in the Discord goes where their money is, right? So yeah, of course. there definitely is some betting influence on what you think is the right move and the wrong move. And I really try not to be that way. Like, even if I wasn't betting on C. Smith, I still feel like I'd be like, eh, bitch move. Bitch hey, move man, there's an old look. saying, and it goes a little something like this, you know, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Um, so that's basically yep. the same concept. Everyone in the discord probably has an asshole. Not sure if we have aliens in their discord. I wouldn't be surprised, but, uh, we all have opinions and we all bet our money on different places. Agreed. And, Agreed. Yeah, there some, and there were some guys around Corey Heim. Shout out to everybody that had the winner in that one, but it was nonetheless, it was a good race. I wanted Johnny. Sawyer. Finish. Yeah. Flip phone, Johnny. Flip yeah, phone t- Johnny. T- so, so explain for the listeners that may not know. Why why the nickname Flip Foam Johnny exists for Johnny Sauter? Yeah, so Johnny Sauter's part-time now in the Camping World Truck Series, but he was full-time up to up until last year and up until about 2019, maybe 2020, he was winning races and he won the championship in 2018. So Johnny Sauter is like a truck legend if you look back at all his career accolades, how dominant he was. But I remember in an interview where he won at maybe it was Dover 2018, 2019, something like that. And he talked about how he doesn't even have like a, he doesn't have a smartphone. He still like has a flip phone. That that's his thing. A flip phone. <laughs> if you look on, if you look him up on Twitter, Instagram, you can't find an official Johnny Sauter account. Like, I don't think he's there. And I, I, I wonder about that now. I'm like, I wonder if Johnny's still rocking the flip phone. I, I, I hope he is. Cause now I, that nickname just randomly came up the other day. Johnny. Yeah. I had never heard of that. Fantastic. Flip phone, Johnny, flip phone, Johnny. So now that he, and now look, he he finished top five. A lot of guys in discord had him for a top five. Good bet. I had him for a top three. So just missed out on that. But two starts this year in the truck series for Thor sport racing, two top fives. So every time now I want to get flip phone, Johnny trending every time he's back in the truck in 2022. I agree. And he does have, have a Twitter. Uh, just I want to report that he does have a Twitter. Obviously, he probably tweets from T9 texting. You're kidding. He has a Twitter. He has a Twitter. Uh, he, the last time he tweeted was a retweet on April the 7th. Uh, Johnny Sauter comments on his run in with Haley D. Dude, he does have a Twitter. Holy but shit. he definitely. But, but let's let's just say he definitely probably still has, uh, you know, a flip phone. Not the really SMS, sure. Looks SMS like a Nokia tweet. guy. Yeah. The text to tweet SMS, like charge your charge your uh charge your phone bill 35 cents per, per every per time. Cent. 35 yeah. cents a tweet, Johnny. That's him. Well, I, damn. I, I want to see it. Okay, look, I, honestly, I don't care if that he has a Twitter. It's I, impressive. Uh, we're still calling him flip phone Johnny. Yeah. Flip phone Johnny. Hey, hey, you can get on Twitter with a computer guys. last time I checked. Yeah, you can. You can. So flip phone. Yeah, definitely still a flip phone legend. Kind of like Kirk Cousins with the minivan, but him with a flip phone. Right. Yeah. Decent comparison. Yeah. Speaking of football players, uh, we met Julio Jones. That was cool. Yeah. Julio likes Hooters. Julio's mm-hmm. a big Hooters guy, clearly. From uh there's a there's a couple posts out there. He took a picture of the Hooters girls and laughing, having a good time. Nice guy. Balenciaga. Shout yeah. out to him. Yep, yep, yep. So that was on Sunday. And still talking about Saturday, the truck race was, yeah, a little disappointing. 
it is what it is. Good race. We're going to rebound Sonoma this weekend. Trucks are at Sonoma for the first time in a long time. Uh, I think since the late 90s or the early 2000s, back in Jack Sprague land or Ron Hornaday land, I think was Ooh. one of the last winners there. But Get some longhorn in your lip. Um, Big Portland. Fat. How about Portland? The My dream God. of the 90s. It was unbelievable. Stage two, Portland, arguably one of the craziest stages in the history of NASCAR. No, it's not even arguably. It, it, it is a top five craziest stage I've ever seen in my life. Could be number one. But A.J. Allmendinger, who was like plus 200 to win, wrecks before the race even starts, runs off track two or three times, goes a lap down, and after all the chaos ensues, he takes the lead with two laps to go and wins. Just fucking bonkers. And I know you were stuck behind that train. Yeah, fuck were, that train, uh, dude. Fuck that train. Very I still haven't got to watch the race yet. I, I do want to go back and watch some of that, though. I saw a lot of highlights. Um, actually, like, just based off of a few highlights I saw alone, like, I literally just had to go make a, a, like a video for, like, TikTok and Instagram just based off of highlights alone. Like, sometimes I'll just get a wild hair and do shit like that. Uh, it needed to be done. Sheldon Creed showing emotion, uh, you know, giving the big finger uh, to, to the driver. I can't think of the driver's name right now at this moment. It's kind Jade of Buford. Buford. That was it. I, I couldn't remember if it was Jay or Jade, but it is Jade, like, a, like, a, like the, the, the metal, the precious gemstone, Jade. Um. So I, I, I feel guess for Sheldon, I feel for Sheldon. They were really, really fast, yeah. but he was so good. A lot of, a lot of us rode him too in the discord and myself on the betting Is Jesse side. Jesse Awuji but, still alive? Oh my God. Um, yes. And it was just crazy. I, I cannot believe. So I know you, you didn't get to see it live, but I know you saw it on Twitter in the aftermath. That was what started everything. I was sitting in my hotel for, about an hour watching the race. And I was really, really fucking tired after we had left Hooters after the truck race. And I was thinking about taking a nap at the midpoint. And I was like, I'll wake up watching, watch the end of the race. As that's getting ready to happen under caution, Jesse Uji wrecks Ty Gibbs. And I immediately popped up and like yelled. I mean, I don't know even how to replicate the sound that I made, but I was just like, what made everyone in your hotel think someone was dying. Yeah. Yeah, and that opened up that opened up just a gateway of pandemonium. Oh, it's a gateway, ironically. Didn't yeah. even mean to do that. No but on Tiss. Yeah. The arch uh, is just, smiling. Ty Gibbs gets wrecked. He's fine. Then he wrecks Gregson. Then him and Creed wreck together. Then Andy Lally takes the lead. Landon Castle's up there. He wrecks. I mean, it was just unbelievable in that second stage, which – it ultimately led AJ Allmendinger back to the front. Shout out to everybody who bet on him live. I'm not going to give a shout out for picking him at plus 200. I'm sorry, that's just a, not not worth bragging. You don't bet on that. That 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 it's crazy to even hit. It's crazy that it even hit. But if you got him live at 18 to one, 20 to one, even saw a 30 to one in our Discord, like holy shit, that's a good call. Ooh. I don't know. I I couldn't have done it. I wouldn't have wanted to do it, and even if I if I did want to do it, I couldn't have because I was in Missouri. Which, by the way, once before we get to the Cup race, realized like two weeks ago that 
Missouri and Illinois are right on top of each other and separated by the Mississippi River. Uh, you can go over to Illinois, legally sports bet, go back over the river, Missouri, you can't do shit. So anybody that doesn't know, no geogra- geographical experts listening, now you know. Yeah. Welcome. Not a big fan of maps, but uh, it's basically the same place. The people, like, there were literally people that were uh, commenting on uh, one of the Hooters TikToks that was put out this weekend about, like, making fun of, like, us saying that we were in St. Louis. And they were, like, trying to correct us. Like, you're in Illinois, idiot. Uh, well, it's that's, just like, you're an idiot because it's the same place. I didn't place. see that. But, yeah, East St. Louis is in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, it's like um, anybody familiar with Memphis, Tennessee – West Memphis is in Arkansas, which is another thing I didn't know until I, my former job, I was working out there and I was like, West Memphis is in Arkansas. Wow. That's crazy. Go it's almost the, the same city next state. Yeah. And Memphis and Illinois alike in these areas, not the safest, decent amount of crime. Uh, Still love can, it. If you could bring a bulletproof vest with you, I would recommend that for Illinois uh, potentially. So. It's a, it's an interesting place for sure. The downtown area was actually pretty fun, but there was a shooting while we were there. I just uh, want to thank God that I'm from New Orleans and that I've become desynthesized to that type of thing. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I have kind of been, but every single person that you I have. talked to was like, "Hey, be careful out here," and I was like, "Like they go out of their way to be like, <laughs> be careful, like this, yeah. this is a bad area." Like I everywhere I would be, I'd be like. Okay, like, is everywhere a bad area? Like, should I just stay in my hotel? Yeah. Should I do nothing? Just lock yourself like, in the bathroom. Like, don't I pulled move. up to the racetrack, dude. I pulled up to the racetrack and I'm like, hey, be careful. This is a bad area. I'm be like, careful. dude, the race is right here. What do you want me to do? Like, dude, straight but, up. I've single-handedly noticed it, though. I've seen it. Like, I've watched you now. Like, like since we have embarked on this journey together, I- I've seen just kind of, like, that stress, like, fade away from you, like, out of your eyes in, like, certain types of places. So I think it's a good thing. I mean, it should, I feel like it just comes with with just exploring the the as much of the country that we've explored over the past year. I think that a lot of that has to do with it. So it was still a great. I had a great time. We met some great people in uh, in Missouri and uh, in St. Louis. But, uh, you know, it's Nellie's town, you know, shout out to Nellie. And, and it's uh, it, and it was a vibe. I, I love it. I loved a lot of, about it. And I kind of want to go back in a way. So I'm, I'm kind of contemplating on it. Yeah, Nelly, uh, Nelly performed out there actually too. I'm sad about it. Also, Sticks, Ario Speedwagon it. had their own little concert. Like there was, was a whole music festival, and we yeah, didn't even it, know about it. No, we had no fucking clue. But it was still fun. We had a good time. But the Cup race. So yeah, lost my retirement fund on trucks. I was Xfinity. Oh, pole qualifying picks. Of course, I had Cendric who qualified second. I think Almirola qualified fifth. Blaney qualified fourth. Like, it was just, of course. Chase Briscoe just has unbelievable qualifying speed out of nowhere. Gets his first career pole. So, it was a lot of – These races were – like, the truck race was fun. The Xfinity race was beyond fun at Portland. Um, And qualifying was entertaining. But it was all pain on the betting side until we got to next-gen Joe Logano. Next-gen Joe. Joey first time. So, as you guys saw on TV, the race was packed out. Like, sometimes people who are watching on TV question, like, oh, is it really that packed? Like, camera angles, yada, yada, all that shit. 
No, it was it was packed. It was slam full. It was to the brim. Very very energetic. High. Just, the electricity factor was there. It was wow. I, I was shocked. Like, I don't I don't know if I've seen grandstands road. that full and like I I can't think of one race where I've seen it to where it actually looked like there was not a seat in the house. And that's I remember you and I both standing together during flyover, looking to the left and just being like, holy shit. Now, there were some there were some speckles in the, in, uh, the seats that were in like turn one and turn two. They weren't completely full, but the whole back, the whole front stretch was just my God, it was packed out. It, it reminds I mean, the Daytona 500 was kind of like that. It was pretty damn full, like 95 percent full of the Daytona 500. And that's double the capacity, basically, of what St. Louis had. But nonetheless, the crowd was was there. I mean, it was phenomenal. So Saw a lot of really cool things out there with that as well, too. And and that's I mean, that's another good thing to look forward to. One of the main things, too, I'm pretty sure this track is the closest track to an actual cityscape. Like you can see the Missouri skyline and the archway from the track itself. Most of these tracks that we have in NASCAR are about 30 minutes from a major city. So you don't really get that skyline, that view, and that real true city feel. And that's something that worldwide technology brings is you actually feel like you're there in the city and there's like this track. Yeah, so, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, when you're up, if you get to the chance to kind of go up high, you can uh, you can see the the city line. You can see like the Bush Stadium and a couple other cool parts of the downtown area with the tall buildings and all the big city stuff. But the race was good. I talked about in our preview show and even in the recap before uh, St. Louis very briefly that I thought it would be a snooze fest. Uh, drivers thought there's going to be no passing, which the one con here I can say is that when it came to passing for the lead, yes, there that was tough to come by. If you want to restart, if you got ahead of somebody on the restart, you likely were gone. We saw Michael McDowell do that with pitch strategy. Oh Kurt Busch did it with pitch strategy. Austin Sendrick, when Chase Briscoe had blown a tire, he won a stage. So it that definitely was what remained true, what drivers thought would be. And that clean air is just so important. They got to work on something with this car, get rid of the diffuser, get rid of, make some kind of change to reduce the effect that the dirty air is having on these shorter, flatter racetracks. But, but not if you're Joey Logano, though. Not no, if you're Joey no, Logano. Yeah. You can figure it out if you're Joey Logano. And that's, that's and the thing. R- the thing here, I, I haven't seen the broadcast yet, but we were in the I new have. suite. We were you're in the new luck. suite. Um, I don't know what all passes they showed, but there was a good bit of passing mid-pack. There was a lot of side-by-side racing. Guys could make their way through the field. Like it wasn't like Martinsville, where track position was super, super vital. Like track position obviously was important here, but Martinsville, I mean, almost nobody could pass anywhere if in line. You definitely could pass here. The guys were running two to three lines. There were side by side racing. So that was a that was a pleasant sign, I thought. Four wide uh, on some of these some of these uh, these stretches oh, yeah. that we had, there, so, which were restarts. Don't yeah, which they're, they're the restarts. That's fine. But the 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 good thing was is it was a lot more like Phoenix in that regard. 
to where we did see a lot of that mid-pack stuff like you were talking about. Because, yeah, you and I were both very, like, heavily structured. Like, I pretty much based everything that I was doing, like, for the whole week off of Martinsville, Phoenix, and Richmond. So I did that whole blend. And that was going to be kind of like the races that I used. And it worked out. Obviously, we had Joey Logano, um, you know, had the matchup, him over Bowman. That just had to do more with, like, what we saw from those three races. And I literally wrote about that, like, in my uh, Action Network article or my Action Network write-up about that one bet. Like, you know, there was only one race where Bowman actually finished ahead of Logano, and it's because Logano had issues at Richmond. So out of those three races that I based this race on, everything was pretty much spot on. I don't think we could have done a better job at really kind of calling how this race was going to play out, except for some of the wild storylines like Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. Yeah, that was wild. Um, and brought for more entertainment. And I, I love those storylines and I love seeing people argue about it on Twitter. It's great. Uh, and that's, that's, I think that's a, a good part of, of these kind of deals because you get people talking about it and the more people talk about it, the more attention it brings to it. And the level of pettiness in this one, like I, we, I was up in the yeah. Hooters suite watching all this unfold. It was great view. Denny would hold Chastain up for like a full lap. Chase Elliott at one point held Chastain up for a full lap. They both uh, chase had gotten into Chastain, tried to wreck him back after Chastain had wrecked chase kind of ruined his day it was it was really fun to watch i was watching denny just go so slow around the track just like waiting till he got the chastain yeah i mean that happened over and over again i was watching that more than i was watching the battle for the lead in the mid mid part of the race where mcdowell was leading and you weren't alone in that either because that was what the majority of people were watching. And, and now I have it a little bit great. more of a, of a fresh uh, a fresh viewing of it. I took time because during that time that all that was happening, I had no idea what was going on in the race. I was making my way from the track to the suite, to the Hooter suite. And so I missed a good portion of the race and kind of like what had happened um, and, and how things were shaken out. And I, going back and watching it last night, I mean, like Denny literally was was like on a mission to make sure that Ross couldn't meet green flag speed. Like it was it was literally one of those situations where it could have like knocked him out of that. And he just gave no fucks because of what happened. And, and if anybody didn't get to see it or didn't catch or just listen to this and wanting us to kind of give the recap. Here you go. Essentially, Ross gets in the way of, of, of Denny. Uh, he's driving a little careless or reckless, whatever you want to call it. He's driving fierce is what I call it um, and ends up pretty much uh, putting putting Hamlin in a bad spot. Hamlin wants to bounce back. He wants to, uh, you know, get a little bit of, of, of payback. And then Chastain also tries to squeeze his way in between like four cars, ends up taking Chase Elliott for a spin, uh, spin ride in the process. So you get to see two worlds collide between Chase Elliott fans and Denny Hamlin fans that aren't always the best of friends, but they had one common enemy for that race. And that was Ross Chastain, probably one of the weirdest villains there ever was, but if there was a villain, but on that day on Sunday, that was the villain for Chase Elliott fans and Denny Hamlin fans. So it was, uh, it was funny to see how they kind of like tag teamed with Ross and Ross was stand up about it. He came out and, and was, was real as hell and said, you know, I screwed up, shouldn't be doing that. So I feel like he knows that, like, something could happen at any moment. 
I do feel like Denny kind of uh, – I feel like Denny should be all right. He should kind of tap out. I mean, he did the most. <laughs> he did the most. Yeah, it was I, – I just can't get over how, how entertaining it was to watch that. And there's people pissed off saying uh, NASCAR should have black flag Denny. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, the, sure. At the end of the day, I mean, he didn't, he didn't wreck him. He didn't touch him. He just made life hard for him. And Denny has all the right, if he meets minimum speed, to be out there. Yep. And so I, I – I had quote tweeted somebody that said champions don't throw temper tantrums. This is why Denny's not a champion. And I just tweeted the two pictures. Uh, one was a screenshot of when Matt Kenseth wrecked Joey Logano in retaliation at Martinsville in 2015. And the other one was when Jeff Gordon wrecked Clint Boyer in retaliation in 2012. So you tell me champions don't throw temper tantrums. Get the fuck out of here. We all you have throw, emotions. You can throw Chase Elliott in that in that conversation too, a champion who's gotten mad and retaliated. I mean, it's just part of it, just part of it. And obviously I love what Ross did. I mean, he's a real motherfucker. I already respected him, but after his interview where he took responsibility as he should took so much responsibility for it, took all the credit said, I, you know, if they wrecked me, I deserve it. It is what it is. Got to figure it out. Got to get this right. I, I really, really appreciate what, uh, how he handled that situation. And I also respect what Denny said. My favorite part of what Denny said, which he insinuated that Ross is going to get it back and he's not going to know when, and it could be at a time when the stakes are much higher when it comes to the NASCAR Cup Series championship, or maybe in the playoffs. Uh, but the thing that, I, that really stuck out to me, what Denny said is Ross is no different than everybody else. We've all had to learn it this way. Yeah. And you think about all the issues that, I just spoke of Joey Logano literally lost the 2015 championship because of his feud with Matt Kenseth. Denny Hamlin had it come back to him when he wrecked Chase Elliott at Martinsville in 2017. Chase Elliott comes back and fences him at Phoenix in a big spot, two races left before the finale. Um, also, Kevin Harvick's had the issue last year, got knocked out of the playoffs, uh, trying to trying to avoid a potential retaliation. To his yeah. retaliation. So, yeah. I mean, they've all been through it, and they've all learned the hard way. And yeah. Ross is no different. So, if you think about all those scenarios and how they've played out, especially with this playoff format, you know something could possibly happen with Ross, you know, ruffling all these feathers in 2022. It's not the smartest thing to do. Uh, yeah. But, like, and, and he acknowledged it. He knows. He accepted the responsibility. He's ready for the repercussions. So, I think it's a cool storyline to unfold for the rest of the season. And it, it just – it gives more entertainment and authenticity. Or is that the other – authenticity? Yeah, that's right. Is that I right? always want to say authenticity. Authenticity? Is but it that, authentic? is It might authentic? be right or not. I don't I don't have Merriam-Webster beside me right I, now. I'm a good grammar person. I'm really annoyed with this. Yeah, authenticity. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Provides a lot of authenticity to the series, I feel like, too, with these guys being real and being like – I mean – you're going to get wrecked if you drive like that straight up. Like mm -hmm. everybody's being real frank in their interviews and, and being straight up about it. So I think it's really cool and, and hilarious. And like I said earlier, it's a good thing for the sport because you get people talking about it. You get Kenny Wallace was it. in the booth talking about it. That's what blew me oh. away. They actually had Kenny fucking Wallace. Well, they and, announced and that was going to happen because he's a St. Saint, Saint Louis guy. Of so. course, of course. Yeah. But it was just great to just hear him just like, hey, guys, is he seeing this? Is he, is, is, can he do that? 
like just yeah. like ask it was just great to hear that old herm bat, back all, in action we all know kenny's great man i I talk about this infamous gateway race from 2004, which was like the, the one of the first truck races that really like caught my attention when multiple trucks flipped sideways, riding down the wall. And Kenny Wallace was in the booth just going fucking berserk. I yelling. didn't see it. And it was an incredible race at Gateway. It all, that always made me love Gateway, that one race. Look it up. 2004 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Hell it's yeah. Classic one by David Starr. If you could believe that. David but, Starr. Yep. Bump the and man. run. He did a bump oh. and run with two to go after all the chaos happened. And yeah. So what a Gateway, wild one. it's cool after all this to see Gateway on the Cup Series schedule and all the pros we just listed, all the entertainment, the good racing. Uh, we really didn't even touch on the, the last two laps. I mean, my no, God, we, what a we need to talk about the Fords. I mean, we, we, we got to briefly touch on the Fords. We got to talk about these last two laps between what I, what I feel are the two best drivers in NASCAR legend drivers. If you want to call them that, um, I just want to say Fords were incredible. I really think it's a testament to the drivers that Ford has in their stable as to why they're doing so good on these flat tracks, you look at a driver like Briscoe where he got the pole. It is a flat surface. He's an Indiana boy. That's how it goes. He had some unfortunate luck. It is what it is. But you look at Joey Logano too. Like I just Penske got a great stable of drivers. Chase Briscoe's really been doing the most for SHR. And, and so I, I just see it as like, you know, may, maybe not so much machine as it is the man behind the wheel. Uh, but, but Ford definitely gave the juice. I will say that. I don't know if it's aerodynamics or whatever. It could be a multitude of things. But the way that these last two laps played out between Kyle Busch and Joey Logano, it just all just reflects back on the same thing that I talked about for Bristol Dirt, you know, between Kyle and Joey and how Kyle wanted to come back so he could get his victory there. All tied in with the Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Brickyard 400, same type of deal in my opinion. Kyle Busch and Joey Logano have really just shown me everything I really truly need to see to know that they are, might be the closest thing to a Jeff Gordon and a Dale Earnhardt that we have in the sport, which is still very far away. But I still think they're the closest thing that we have right now as far as talent-wise goes. Well, think um, about the one you didn't even say was the clash. They run one yeah. first and second and, and duke it out on that one too. Yeah, which, same, I missed that one. But, yeah, same flat, concept. Also flat surface. Um, the Fords were really good at Phoenix. Uh, Chase Briscoe had won. They put four four cars in the top eight at Phoenix, including Joey Logano, who wasn't the best. Ryan Blaney kind of led the charge there. And, man, Blaney, if his pit crew could just have one good pit stop, he probably wins that race. It's a tragedy. He was, he was so fast. There's nobody that could pass as well as Ryan Blaney could. I mean, that car was dialed in. He still came back to finish fourth after a pit stop, put them back to like he went, he came in second on one pit stop with like 20 or 30 to go and came out 17. Like, holy shit, man, that is brutal. So Blaney was really, really fast. Lagana was fast. Uh, Brad K was not fast, but Eric Amarola was. was. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, Keselowski racing, shout out to Zane Smith cup debut. Ran all the laps, minimized mistakes, and finished 17th in car number 17. That's a cool moment. Only AJ hit the pit wall once. Talk about AJ Allmendinger hit 
winning in Portland, flies over to Gateway at a track he's never even seen before, top 10 finish. So shout That's out huge. to AJ. That's a big run uh, for those guys. Eric Jones gets the top 10. You know, one thing I feel like it keeps getting clouded, Ross Chastain had, like, such a terrible day, like, fought these issues with Elliott and Hamlin. He still finishes eighth, still gets another top 10. That just shows you how good he's been in 2022. You know, I'd be more excited about top 10s, but there was one driver that the top 10 streak came to an end, and I was a little sad about it. And that was Ricky Stenhouse Jr., our our good pal Ricky. The top 10 streak officially ended, unfortunately. Of course, I bet on it. I had a feeling because they had – they really struggled on these shorter, flatter racetracks. They've been really good at the mile and a half. I know, but I know. You wanted to believe, though. You wanted to believe that of maybe course. that he's been on a hot carry. spree. Yeah, been on a big hot spree. But no, it was a very interesting race. Speaking of all these scuffles, Ricky got into Bubba Wallace, and Denny Hamlin went up and showed his displeasure to Ricky under caution. Yep. Excuse me. As Michael, that's Walter, another thing right there. Golfing buddies. Golf and yeah, right. Yeah, they're, they're buddies out there. They all hang out and golf together. So that, that had to be kind of – I don't think that was awkward at all. But, yeah, I, I don't think that that was intentional. I think that it was just like – nah, I, I watched Radioactive and Ricky said – I think he said, sorry, I just got in there too deep or something. But, yeah, it's just part of it. It's part of racing. You know, we know That's how it. that goes. And it was a great race. I, I opened up with the con of, hey, you can't pass for the lead. NASCAR's got to work on that. Not just at Gateway, but at a lot of these – shorter flatter racetracks it's just really really tough but all the pros the crowd was fantastic the racing was good overall had a great finish a lot of good storylines that have major implications on the rest of the season very successful weekend i i'm excited to come back here next year honestly i'm ready even to, with maybe going back earlier than the next year even even with the bulletproof vest uh necessity <laughs> I, I still i still don't mind coming back here. i feel like we made friends fun. now like we, we're not even gonna need to worry about it like we got boys in missouri now yeah you know shout out I mean? to, yeah shout out to tim and tim tim and tim at uh the bally the bally sports bar whatever that that place is cool by the way ballpark village right outside bush stadium yeah cool area to go hang out have a few beers so that is definitely heavy uh, screw those red cups, though. Definitely screw the red cups that were there. If if you're Tim and Tim or, or you were in that area, you know what's up. Um, I do want to say shout out to my boy De Niro. Uh, We met De Niro as well. And um, him and I actually are still, still talking to this day. Uh, I'm probably going to get De Niro to a race with us. So uh, shout out to the squad and the homies on that end. He's got some pretty cool swag, too. So I'm about to get like a hat. He's about to send me a hat and start wearing it all the time. So pretty pumped big, about that. Big shout out. Big shout out. Yeah. We love him to death. But uh, but yeah, if anything, I think what this proved this race did is that more people should probably watch what Joey Logano does uh, at, towards the end of races and how to uh, pass on restarts. Uh, might want to take some drifting lessons because apparently uh, Joey Logano can drift really well, too. I saw a video that surfaced from like 2018 uh, yesterday. And uh, he beat the uh, the Formula Drift uh, champion in a drift competition in Charlotte, which was pretty nuts. So, you know, I think that Joey just is all around, like just dabbling into all different forms of racing. And I, I think I'm at the point now to where I, I really feel like if a, the next NASCAR driver to maybe like run uh, an Indy 500, wh- why not Joey? 
you know, why not Joey? Well, I don't know what it's going to take. Um, Roger Penske got that connection, that tie in right there. That's a big one. I don't know. I feel like, man, Joey's a hell of a race car driver and is definitely capable of succeeding, I think, in, in other series if he does have the equipment. I just wonder what his aspirations are there. He's young. I mean, Joey's young. He's got time to figure out. If that's Dude, he's he like a year do. older than me, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame, solidified Hall of Fame NASCAR Cup Series driver. No question about it. Um, it's so tough. And it's going to be interesting. It, it, it seems like it always comes up in conversation with Jimmy Johnson doing what he did this year, running his first Indy 500. You've got Kyle Larson, who's wanted to run it. You see these stories that have broken out from a few years ago where guys like Kyle Busch were going to run it and were blocked from doing it because of the team they drive for. Uh, no, no reason going over there and getting killed, right? Well, now we got that arrow screen. This could open a whole new window for cup drivers who want to try to go win that race to go do it. And I think Logano should be in the conversation because he has won the Daytona 500. He's won the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And, of course, he has a relationship with Roger Penske, who now owns Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's so his boss. It's going to be interesting to see if we get any more drivers outside of the expected guys, like the expected guys I feel like are Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch. Who else wants to join that category of guys who seemingly want to do the Indy 500? Remains to be seen. I can't so that's wait. A good, that's a good topic. Good topic and – I just, you know, I can't stand Joey sometimes, but son of a bitch, I love when he wins me money. And that's yeah. pretty good for us and the Garage fam this past I'm, weekend. I'm so. at the point now to where I'm just like. Here's to that. Yes, absolutely. I, I, but I'm at the point now, I'll say this much. I'm just, uh, I, I'm I'm happy with it. And and I think that I, uh, I support Joseph L. He's won me a good bit of bags in my day. And, um, you know, he, he is kind of cringe at times. Uh, in his interviews, but I think ultimately deep down, uh, he's just a goofy motherfucker that can drive really good. So shout out to him. Um, next gen Joe, next gen Joe, baby to next gen Joe. Well, we'll end the show right there to next gen Joe. If you don't like it, you probably didn't bet on him and win money. So we will see everybody for the NASCAR race preview show for Sonoma coming up here very shortly in a couple of days. And uh, you know where to follow me at Garage Guy Chase on all social media. Dale Tanhart is at Dale Tanhart on all social media. And you can follow us collectively at Garage Guys FS. Uh, Dale made a music video, by the way. Uh, we, we all were, were in the music video. Uh, you're, you're a musician now. Um, and, and so I think everyone should go watch that video uh, if you haven't already. So do that. Out to Hooters. Hooters gave us such a good time this, this past weekend. For and sure. Look, we got to live up. But you see all these Hooters, all the Hooters models and Hooters girls and uh, Chase Elliott with the dope fire suit, the beautiful race car. Got to do something to, to match the energy, right? That's it. So, yeah, I had to, had to make something special there it's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find it. And uh, shout out to the doc, Dr. Disrespect. He, oh, yeah. Uh, actually, believe it or not, if you know him for his video game streaming, makes makes some bangers too over on Spotify with uh, some collabs. J plus one, that's a uh, that's the song we used. Kind of dubbed her voices over it, but give him love. Got to give him the love, and and Chase Elliott gave Ross Chastain the love with Hooters on the side. Yes, he did on, on Sunday. So shout out to Hooters again. Just 
wow, what a weekend. We had a great time with those, with those guys and girls. It was great. Can't wait to be back. And we will see you guys on the next show. Have a great time period between now and when we see you again or, or, or listen to you again or in your car or at your, your office shop where your boss gets mad or whatever else. It's Garage Guys. Garage Guys for racing. Who's for racing? Uh, we, we're going to get the bag. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. What should, next what, Joe. What should say? Next is Joe. Next is Joe.